my message tonight is entitled Until the Day Comes. So if you're asking by now what date, you're going to have to wait to the end of my sermon. Amen. But I want to I focus on something tonight. Because uh, as I was praying about God, what you want me to share with you, my brothers and sisters tonight, he, he brought this subject to me and it's a subject that is dear to me because I've seen that it's happening more and more often as the years come and by. But we know that this year is going to be an amazing year in Oceans United. Pastor Wallace said that this is going to be the year of the comeback. And we are seeing miracles and testimonies happening away. And this is the second week already. Something amazing is about to happen. And you have to be ready and thirsty to receive what is about to happen. So I want to share with you tonight about something. There's God in his infinite, infinite wisdom, he has given us many ways to communicate. Our voice, sometimes when we can, you know, we use our hands and feet. And sometimes, you know, we, we smile. And uh, I have to confess, I have a problem with, you know, my smile. My wife said I had to work in that. <laughs> so I, you know, it's a, sometimes a little awkward. But I'm working on it because I, I, I'm the kind of person that, you know, I'm a thinker. So I have like a hamster on the wheel running in my head. So when I'm thinking, my face is doing weird stuff. <laughs> Look like a computer virus or something, you know. And uh, I was in one of my, uh, Hannah's, uh, one of the, her volleyball games. And she comes uh, to me at one point and she said, Daddy, my friend think that you're scary. <laughs> and I say... What do you think? I said, well, I asked my other friend, and she told her, it's like a puppy. He's nice. I said, oh, no. My reputation is falling down. I'm the Cuban ninja. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, this is these expressions that God has given us for a reason. Because sometimes when we don't have the words, we can't show how we're feeling through our expressions. Smiles. Sometimes we cry. Sometimes both of them. And I have a little clip for you tonight, so I want to share this with you. Are you crying? No. Not I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing. You're happy? I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're laughing. Yeah. Why are you crying? No. You're not? No. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes we are like that. You're crying, you're happy, we don't know, you know, and, and we can pretend, and we can pretend, you know, I'm happy, but you are broken inside. Or you can be all sad, or you have serious face, but it's something different. But let me tell you something. God knows how you feel. And, and when we speak about tears, there's different kind of tears. Science say that we... Uh, probably drop about 15 to 30 gallons a year of tears. And I say, hold on a second. When you guys do that study, you can stop by my house. I have three girls. So that's probably about 45 gallons. <laughs> and, and if it's like a, a Hallmark movie, you count me in there. But my mom, she's the winner. You know, if you see the commercial about adopt the dog, she cries. The grandkids say, Grandma, I love you. She cries. 
If the temperature drops one degree, she cries. <laughs> so she's the winner so far. I'm glad that she's not watching tonight. <laughs> but in a serious note, you know, sometimes we cry. You know, when, when, you, when you child's, at your child's birth, I remember I dropped a few, few tears that day. And also, when you lost someone that you love, there is some tears there. And there is also tears when, when we are under that level of anxiety, that fear that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. There's some tears that we drop in that moment as well. And there is a moment in our life that, that we don't have any other words. We don't know what to say to the Lord, how we're feeling, how, how we're going through. In that moment, our only language, everything that we can do is to cry before his throne. It's going to our secret place and right there, get on down before him. Because there is no, there's no fact that we can hide anything from him. So what to hold back? You know, culture, I say to us, especially the guys, men don't cry. And also, don't ask for directions if you are lost. <laughs> but that's not real. Tonight we're going to be talking about King David. And when you go through the Psalms, I can tell that guy cried a lot. And I've been through that season sometimes, you know, I feel like Jeremiah, they call Jeremiah the prophet, the cry prophet, always crying. You know, because there is seasons in your life that the words are not enough. No English, no Spanish, anything. You just have to cry to the Lord. You have to be real to the Lord. So if you tonight are here, listen to this word, and you're going through a season that you feel like you are heartbroken, that you feel there's no solution, that you feel that you are alone, let me tell you, you are not alone tonight. God is here for you, and God is going to be for you walk tonight to this door. Something is going to happen. Jesus says, is anybody thirst? Come to me. Is anybody hunger? Come to me. I want to dive today into the life of David. And... We're going to be looking at a messy time in King David's life. Before we go to the Bible verse, I want to give you a little breakthrough of what is happening at this time in the life of David. He's running away from King Saul. He's trying to kill him. And David is he's, he's, he's running away and go and hiding to the city where Goliath is from. It's, go think about what is the state of mind of David. From all places to go and hide, he go to hide to the house of his enemy. In 1 Samuel 21, 10, 14, it says, Then David rose and fled that day from before Saul and went to Ashes, the king of God. And the servant of Ashes said to him, It is not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing of him to Another in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Now David took these words to heart and was very much afraid of Achi, the king of Gad. So he changed his behavior before them, pretend madness in their hands, scratch on the doors of the gate, and let his saliva fall down on his beard. Then Achi said to his servants, Look, 
You see, the man is insane. What have you brought me to me? You know, in his fear, David humiliated himself. He's pretending to be crazy. And he's going hiding to the land of his enemy. It's under this situation that Psalm 56 takes birth. And that's what I want to take you tonight. You know, at this point in life, I could tell that David is a professional runner. He's been running from Saul. He's running from Absalom. You know, and eventually he's going to run away from, he's running away from the Philistines. And eventually he's going to be running away from his own people. So there was no moment of peace to this point in the life of David. And we're talking about the same David that is slain Goliath. The same David that we are seeing here that people are singing songs to him. Now he's in a situation that he's running away in fear, hiding in the house of the enemy. So Psalm 56, 1, 2. This is David pouring out his heart. Be merciful to me, O God, for men will swallow me up. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies will hunt me all day. For there are many who fight against me, almost high. The same verse in the New Living Translation, he said, I'm constantly hunted by those who slander me, and many are bodily attacking me. If we go to Psalm 56, 5 and 6, he say, all day. They twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather together. They hide. They mark my steps when they lie in wait for my life. As we read this, we read these words. We can say that is a real fear on David's heart. He's afraid for his life. And maybe you're going through fear tonight. Maybe it's not the fear that David was going through. But maybe you are going through the fear of failure. The fear of the what they're going to say. And this is the fear like what the people will say if they find out that I'm a Christian. Or I'm standing for the truth. And let me tell you that kind of fear today is on the top of the menu. Because there's a lot of culture out there that's trying to fight against what God's Bible says. And there's a, a lot of... A lot of uh, People out there that, that is standing and, and being instrument on the enemy, of the enemy. To tell you that what was wrong now is right. And we the church have to wake up. It is time that the church wake up. I was saying this morning, it's time for the church to stop being playing church and be the church that God has called us to be. There is power on you. There is power on you. And you know what? We are the main responsible for being revival to this land. God is ready. The angels are ready. It's you that have to stand and take a fight, take a stand for your family. Take a stand for your community. Take a stand for this nation. We have to take a stand. Thank you. And yes, we may be afraid. But we have a formula, and it's called faith over fear. Faith over fear. Many today, they don't serve God or speak a word of his name because they're just afraid to do so. 
And they say, you know what? When I'm ready, when I'm no longer afraid, and I will speak your word. But we don't have time. You have to stand in faith and believing that the God that has promised you that it's going to be with you from the very beginning. It's going to be to you, with you through the fight and through the hard times. And with that, I want to tell you tonight that the fight is not over. You know, it's important for you to understand that, that everything that is happening here in Psalm, in Psalm 56 it's not all because the Philistine. You know, the fear that David was feeling is because actually Saul was uh, persecuting him. So when he talked in the Psalms of pursuing all day long, whose thoughts are against him for evil, 56.6, of when people instead of striking the Lord wash his step and wait for his life, he's referring to Saul. It was Saul that sent his messengers to, uh, to, die, to David's uh, house to watch him, to spy on him. It was Saul that was uh, after David's life. So it's not until uh, Psalm 56a when uh, he's talking about the Philistines. Let me tell you something tonight. Never take refuge in the house of the enemy. Never take refuge in the house of the enemy. The dog should not go back. The dog go back to the vomit. We should not go back to Egypt. If God is taking you away of the situation, get out of the situation. If God is taking you out of your addictions, get out of your addiction. Put down that phone. Don't answer that phone call. That phone call can lead you to temptation. If God is taking you out, keep moving forward. Keep moving to the goal. Don't go back to the house of your enemy. Don't give up in the promises to, that God has given you. Don't stop moving forward. We must depend on God at all times in our life. You can be discouraged, but you should never surrender. You can be discouraged. God will be your strength. We were singing, when I'm weak, you, you are strong. I will trust in you. So don't surrender. If you are thinking about surrendering tonight, let me tell you something. This war is for you. God is here to pick you up. Your pastors pray for you all the time. There's brothers and sisters that pray for you all the time. And it's you watching online tonight. This war is for you too. You that are thinking to give up in your life right now. I'm speaking to you. God have a purpose with your life. He hasn't finished with you. He hasn't finished with you. It hasn't finished with me. Psalm 56 says, David is talking to God and he said, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in, in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Let me tell you something. If you can keep that, that scripture for me on the screen, because I want to speak, I wanted to uh, stop here for a second. This is, when I was, when I was studying the word, when I was reading about this, I got a strike about this. You know, the Bible tells us there is a book that God keeps on records. Exodus and Luke, there is a book that God keeps on records. But, but, but right here, David is so afraid, but still he finds some room 
in, in, in his mental state of mind to tell God, you know, God, I'm afraid, but I, I know that you keep, you keep track of all my sorrows, all my sadness, all my tears. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. In the Greek and the, in the Roman culture, this, there was a practice that when some, someone loved or close died, there was somebody that was in charge with a little bottle to go across the people that came to the funeral and collect the tears. And at the end of the funeral, they give that little memento or memorial to the, to the surviving spouse or the surviving family as a memory of all those people and how much that person was loved. So there is a, a discussion about the scholars that at this point, there was no a glass bottle. could be like a skin wine uh, a little bottle. Or maybe it's just talking about God, through all my trials and tribulations, through all my wanderings, you have been collected all my records, my story. But there is something that I want to bring your attention, and it's the, the word book. In the Hebrew, the word for book speaks about the place where you take your records, but the verb for that word speaks about a number, a count, but something so great that you cannot even count, put in numbers. And bring to my attention that that, book, that, that word is used for a book. There's so many records that God has from your life. Nothing, nothing is being put apart of that book. Every time that you go through a hard time, every time that you go through a trial, every time that you're trying to give up, every time that you drop a tear because you are in pain, you are in fear, you're anxiety, you you the depression, God is watching. And he's taking account of that record. He's watching out for you. It's washing out for me. Yes, it's not easy. And you, you may ask God for, why right now I'm going through this? Why you don't come and deliver me? Personally, I feel myself. If I had that question, you tell me, just look at the cross. I went through that. I wept myself for a friend. I give my life for you. I cry in that garden. To the point that that was sweating blood. You know? But those things, those trials and tribulations that count as victory for those that love God. So take every tribulation, take every problem, take every trial. And instead of seeing them as a defeat, count them as a victory. Because every time that you, that you refuse to give your, a step to the devil, it's a victory with God. Every time that even if you fall on your knees and you say, you know, God, I'm wasting, but, but I persevere. It look like a defeat, but it's not. It's a victory. And sometimes the best way to a victory is by surrendering. When you surrender to God, that's the best victory that we can ask for. Can you say amen to that? So, in Psalm 56, 3 and 4, there's a moment of clarity in the life of David. He said, but when I'm afraid, when I'm afraid, 
I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere morals do to me? Once again in Psalm 56, 10 and 11, he said, In God I will praise his word. In the Lord I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can men do to me? It's this reinforcement. It's a reinforcement that, that you know what, no matter what I'm going through, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I know that you, my, my records, my sorrow, my tribulations are in your book. What the man can do to me? The antidote for fear is faith, is trust, is believing that God will be there for you. And let me tell you something. Uh, there is three things, three things that we can learn from this. Besides, beyond the fear, David was God's center. David placed his trust, the only reliable place, and that was in God. David was worship center. Even in his difficult times, he found a moment to praise the name of God, to worship him. And David was will center. Not his will, but God center. The Bible said that in 1 John 4, 18, the perfect love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So, I want to tell you something tonight. If, listen to this because it's very important. If you love to God, is conditioned by what he may or not do for you, that's not real love. If you love for God, it's only condition when, when uh, you receive healing over your life. If you love for God, it's only condition by that time that he bless you financially. That's no real love. That's interest. And if God wants to be the first one in your life, because if he's not the first, he's the second. And God don't share his place with anybody. How good he is. How good he is. You know, at this point you may ask, okay, I, I follow you this, this, this far. But let me ask you something. Are you telling me that if I trust in him, if I cast the fear out, if I follow him, I won't cry anymore? I won't go through more tribulations or more trials? I will be lying if I say yes. And I will be lying if I say no. Because only God in his infinity mercy is free to do in our life how he only will. Not all the Daniels that went into the lion's pit were delivered. But everyone that died for Jesus was counted as a victory. So may or may not come, whatever come for us, in all times, give praise to your king. Give praise to your father. Give praise to him at all times. Because when we praise him, chains are broken. Curses are broken. When we praise him, you know, the atmosphere changes. The Holy Spirit starts moving and life starts changing. Oh Lord, tonight in this place, we give you all the glory and all the honor, all power. All authority is your father. 
In the name of Jesus, Father, we commit to you tonight, Father, that we will not give up into fear, Lord. But instead, we will trust in you. You know, when Jesus was on the cross, his last word I was sharing yesterday with somebody was, it is finished. In the Greek, it's tetelestai. Sorry, Pastor, if I did that Greek wrong. Tetelestai. But in the Hebrew, the word is nishlam. And the word nishlam is the same word that comes from the root, a word that you're familiar with. It's the word shalom. And the word shalom it speaks not only about serenity, but it's, it's, a, it's a peace beyond conflict. It's not only the presence of serenity, but the absence of conflict. He also speaks about wholeness. And that's one of the words that come from the root nishlam, which in other words, it means paid in full in the Hebrew. So when Jesus went into the cross, when he said, it is finished, he was not only saying, you know, your debt is being painful right now because I'm, be, I'm the sacrifice. Now you're going to have access to the Father. In the process, I'm making you whole. In the process, I'm giving you peace. You are being complete. So if God has making you whole, if God has given you peace, if God has paid your debt, the Bible says that the, 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 the wages of the sins are dead. But he talking for you and I. Why we are still sitting down thinking that the devil can do anything against our life. We should stand. He was given to us. The gift was given to us. You only have to accept it. It was free to us. But I got everything to him. And every time, and every time that we give our backs to him, it's like we are taking him back to the cross. He died for you, for your sons, daughters, husband, wife, for all of you, for me. Jesus told us in John 16, 33, these things... I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He has overcome. And because he overcame, you also can be an overcomer. In John 17, 15, he says, I do not pray that you should take them away out of the world, that you, you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. In other words, there's going to be tribulations. There's going to be trials. But he is interceding for us. And those who are faithful, those who trust him, even in the midst of fear for those the Bible say in Revelation 21 4 it says and God we wipe away every tear from their eyes there shall no be more death no sorrow no crying 
there shall be no more pain, for the former teens have passed away. So all the tears that you're dropping right now, all the tears that are coming before the throne, there is a promise. And he's being there in Revelation. There's going to come a day there will be no more pain, there will be no more sorrow, there will be no more tears because the King, the King of Kings will be there next to you. And the former things have passed away. He's our hiding place. He's our refuge. He's our strong tower. So, until that day comes, we trust Him. We love Him. And we live for Him. Okay. So tonight in this place, I want to ask you something. I want everybody to close their eyes right now. It is a fact that he keeps records of our suffering, not only our suffering, but also our good times, good moments. But the Bible says he wants to, he wants the best for you. He wants to give you a future of hope. So tonight is your decision, no one else, to take a stand once and for all and, and tell that fear that is being keeping you awake every night is no more. So tonight in this place, if you and even somebody that you've been praying for, but it's not here tonight, has been dealing with fear, it's been dealing with anxiety, it's been dealing with brokenness, with sadness. I want to ask you, take the courage, come to the front. We're going to pray together. God is going to make you free. Tonight in this place, as the eyes are closed and interceding right now, if you are dealing with any of those things, fear, brokenness, anxiety, just come to the front. Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that God is going to make your chains fall. In the name of Jesus. I know. I know that you're here. I know that every night you have to take medication because you cannot sleep. Every night you're worried about what will be tomorrow. Is my son is going to, my daughter is going to come back home. In the name of Jesus, today is the day. God is going to break every chain. God is going to lift that curse that is being put over you and your family in this place tonight. Father, you are good. You are good. Yes, Lord. Thank you for those lives. Lord. Thank you for the courage to come to the firm. Lord. Thank you for the faith, Lord. Just like that woman, Father, with the issue of blood, Father, that came. She didn't care what other people say. She didn't care what people see. She only cared about having an encounter with you lord thank you father i'm going to ask if the leaders and the pastors is stand behind them so father tonight in this place we come to you with boldness father 
We come to you, Father, full of authority, Father, knowing that you have already, Father, did the, the work, the most difficult part, Father. You went to the cross and you carried with anxieties, you carried with our depression, our fears, our sadness, Lord, in, in our worries, Lord. In the name of Jesus, tonight in this place, we choose, Father, to lift all the fear, Father, and leave it here at the altar. Here on Ocean United, this, this uh, January 7 or 2023, we decide to move forward, Lord. Only following you, Father, keeping our eyes on you, Father. We choose to, to, to deny the world, the things of the world, Father, and we choose to follow you. Oh, Yeshua HaMashiach, we give you all the praise tonight in this place, Father. In this place, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So keep praying right now. If you are not here in the front, you sustain your arms towards them. We're going to minister to them. We're going to pray with them. The Bible said that better are two than one. So let's start praying for our brothers and sisters that are here on the front. In the name of Jesus. Come on, the leaders and pastors can start praying for them.
them. Spiritu Santo, Holy Spirit, move tonight in this place. Spirit is right here in this place. Yes. Yes, Lord. Your presence is in this place. Your presence is in this place. Holy Spirit, move. Espíritu Santo, muévete. Twenty twenty three is going to be the years of your victories. It's going to be a year when God's going to strain you. You're being anointed by the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Anybody here tonight? They haven't taken that step of faith and invite Jesus into the heart. Or if there's anybody tonight here that wants to, to recommit his life to Jesus, could you please raise your hands? We want to pray for you. Thank you for that life. Thank you for that life. You are good, Papa. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes we are the only Jesus that they will see. Love them. Love them. Encourage them. So, what about we don't stand together? Let's give a praise. If you have raised your hands, don't be shy. You walk to the front. We want to lead you to, to the prayer of salvation. Come on, let's give you a clap of hands. Just come to the front. Don't be afraid. God is good. okay. It will be okay. Just come to the front. We will be here. We will, we're going to pray this prayer with you. But if not, right there where you are, let us pray all together. Amen? So let's say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I repent from my sins. Holy Spirit, make me whole. And let be my name. Reading in the book of Lambs of Life. Tonight in this place, I give you my heart. I give you my word that will follow you all days of my life. In the name of Jesus. Can somebody give a shout of praise and a clap of hands to the Lord? Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. His presence is in this place. I just want to say something. If you are one of those lives that raise your hands and you way out, stop by the welcome desk. We have a little gift for you. And we want to uh, have the opportunity to introduce you, uh, to introduce us to you and uh, welcome into our family. So let us pray tonight. Father, tonight in this place, we give you thanks for what you have done tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for every life here in this place. Thank you, Father, because in your hands, in your hands, we are no longer what the people don't want to see, don't want to speak of. We are diamonds. We are royalty. We are kings in your kingdom, Lord. So, Father, tonight in this place, let us not depart, never from your presence, Lord. Let your presence walk with us, guide us, Father, every step of our life. Because without your presence, Father, we don't want to move a step forward. Let you be the guide in our life, Father. You are our strong tower. You are our protector. You are our guide. You are our light. In the name of Jesus, I give you all the praise and all the glory. And everybody say, Amen. God bless you, everyone. Have a good night. I pray that this word I have encouraged you. See you tomorrow. Amen.